The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. Our show each week for almost seven years is dedicated to what is happening on this planet Earth about water. Water is the primary source of all life. And several years ago, I was asked if I'd like to have my own radio talk show, and I said, if I could call it the power of water. I'm in, my life is dedicated to biologic aqua research. And our dedication every day for all these years and multi-millions later, dollars spent to investigate what can we do with water to save lives? Not only the obvious, but what is in the water that we could do more with to save lives every day? But also, when we stop and think about the obvious, Earth would not exist without it. What are our politicians doing as a priority about what is naturally green and the energy of the world? It's water first. It's not the solar panels. It's not the windmills. It's the water. And if we don't take a priority and start concentrating on focusing and disciplining ourselves on the priority of what the importance of water is, we're going to lose the water for our generations to come. We talk about a deficit here in the United States and each country of the world about all that debt that's owed and our taxes going up. What would happen if you not only were paying for those high deficits plus all those taxes and then all of a sudden every drop of water you're drinking is going to be taxed because we did not plan to prioritize what we need in water. You can't live without it. Did you know there's 5,000 children dying a day in different countries of the world that don't have any water? Are we going to war over that kind of terrorism of what is happening to, to these children that are dying? The women that are carrying that, that container on their heads to go for a mile or two or distances to bring water back every morning. They're up before daylight. They're walking in, uh, to the distance to bring the water back to survive their families. And then some of their little babies are dying. Mothers are having to watch children die. They don't have enough water or any water at all. And that's what this show is all about. But we also dive into what health issues are. It all comes right back to water. We dive into what your nutrition is, what you have, your stress, your mental capabilities, and the foods that are available, the different things, all the things that are available out there for your healthiness, for your life. But it all goes right back to water. So always think about that priority and you're listening to the show to support this show because we're thinking about saving lives. Today we have a very exciting guest, which I've had GT Dave on before, 
and I all of a sudden kombucha has become a big deal here in the United States. It's 5,000 years old. It's a fermented tea. You'll find out what it does for your health. He can't say a lot of things that I will be able to add to it because I use, I take kombucha myself. I drink it every day, sometimes twice a day. I've gotten so many people myself drinking it. They're loving it. Besides, the health issues of it are exciting to learn more about and what it can do for your health. I'm going to take a moment with our sponsor and we'll be right back with GT Dave, the owner and founder of kombucha. K-O-M-B-U. C-H-A, Kombucha. Be right back with GT Dave. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. T.T., are you with us? I am with you, Sharon. How are you? Well, I am fine. I'm really glad you could do this again. And uh, I think I've told you uh, that uh, I'm c- convinced of kombucha myself personally. I need the audience to know that I drink uh, two a day. And I've gotten so darn many people in, in going, uh, drinking uh, your product. And uh, I was excited today to get you to tell us even further. And before we start the education of kombucha, I want people to hear that GT Dave is the founder of kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, and Synergy. They're two different brands, but he owns them both. And so tell us how you got started before we get into what kombucha is. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Um, kombucha came into my life almost two decades ago when I was barely a teenager. My parents, who raised me a vegetarian and raised me very much on the holistic path, started drinking and making kombucha uh, in the early 1990s. And they quickly fell in love with it. They were turned on to it by one of their fellow friends who was also a vegetarian and a raw foodist and was very much on the holistic path himself. And he 
gave my parents a kombucha culture, which is basically a living organism. We, we, we call it a lot like a plant because it lives and breathes and grows like a plant. However, its true chemistry is that of a probiotic, which is beneficial microorganisms. And what he did is he gave my parents this culture, gave them the recipe, and and encourage them to give it a try because his wife had been drinking it for several months and she was raving about it. But he himself was a little skeptical because he thought the silver bullet to, to great health is raw, fresh, pressed juices, which we all know are great, but there's no such thing as a silver bullet. So my parents open-mindedly started drinking the kombucha and not knowing what to expect, they quickly fell in love with it because they noticed even though they were very healthy, they were, like I said, already vegetarians and very um, uh, very aware and conscientious about the food that they put in their bodies, noticed that it, it made them feel better. Um, they noticed increased energy. They noticed improvement with their skin. My father, his, the, the, the gray hair started to fade, and they just felt overall the, the, the wellness that the kombucha offered them. Um, so they started, they continued to drink it and remained in love with it. But it wasn't until two years later when it something really interesting happened to my mother where she thought she was pregnant. So she went to the doctor to get checked and unfortunately they discovered she wasn't pregnant, but what they did discover was a, a cancer tumor going in her right breast. And they told her that they were very concerned with this finding because in addition to it being cancerous, the kind of tumor it was or the kind of cancer it was and the size of the tumor um, triggered was very alarming for them, and they felt that the cancer had been there for several years. So they, you know, prepped her for some very bad news. They they said that there's a very good chance that it had metastasized and spread to the bone marrow. And so there was about a week or so where the health and life and life of my mother was uncertain. And I was about 14 years old at the time, maybe 15, and I was. I felt like I had been diagnosed when this news happened, and um, I, 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 I felt like my life was ending. Um, the good news is about a week or two later, the doctors came back, and they said they called my mom into the office, and they said, well, we want to talk to you because uh, the tumor that we discovered is completely dormant, and it hasn't metastasized like we suspected, and it, it definitely hasn't gone to your bone marrow. So we want to know, what are you doing differently in your diet? Is there anything unusual that you're taking, any um, Chinese herbs, Chinese medicines, anything out of the ordinary? And my mom replied, frankly, she said, well, there's this pungent-tasting tea that I've been drinking for the last couple of years, and it makes me feel great. And they said, well... Honestly, whatever it is, continue to do it because your situation is miraculous. And that was the very first time that my parents were forced to kind of learn more about kombucha. To that point, they thought it was unusual tasting. They know they made it, it made them feel good, but they didn't really know why and how. And so after this remarkable input or feedback from the doctors, my parents kind of looked into kombucha and did some research and quickly uncovered all these reports and books and articles that had been written about kombucha and has been used for virtually centuries and is known to help suppress metabolic diseases, namely cancer. And so this is when I became inspired because up to that point, I saw my parents drinking it. I saw that they fell in love with kombucha, but I quite honestly thought it was weird. I thought it smelled like vinegar. I thought it was funky to look at, and I didn't want anything to do with it until my mom's situation happened. And then I, was, I thought to myself, all right, I need to give this another chance. So I started to drink it, and I quickly fell in love with it. 
And that, in conjunction with how it helped my mom, became, started the journey that I embarked on to bring kombucha to anybody and everyone that could benefit from it. Because I was touched by my mom's success with it, and I was confident that others could benefit from it, too. Yeah, I was noticing on, uh, we'll get into what kombucha really is, what the recipe and all is, but I was noticing on the list of things, obviously there are anecdotal things that people have said that that, um, it helped uh, abdominal pain, it's helped acne, people have had reported uh, helped their allergies. Uh, people said it helped their blood pressure. People said they had certain cancers that it helped. Um, I could go on infections, uh, Crohn's disease, di- uh, diabetics. I could go on and on and on and on and on. That different people would have different anecdotal reports to say what it did for them personally through the period of time. And it, and I have had that happen too, audience. And GT, uh, I buy at, at farmers market in Grants Pass, Oregon. And by the way, GT, they said they cannot get as much as they want. <laughs> so whoever your distributor is in Grants Pass, Oregon, you better tell them. Farmer's Market would sell it as soon as it hits the shelf. But then I noticed that Fred Myers in Grants Pass, Oregon is carrying it. And uh, so I bought a couple of them, and I was going through the check stand, and this woman who's the checker said, uh, oh, you're, you you uh, drink this too. And I said, yes, I have for quite a while. And she said, well, when people come through GT, she said, people will tell them what they like about it and what it's doing for them, for their health, that they never thought that anything like that could do that. And uh, so back to, to this now. Uh, kombucha is how many years old? Oh, gosh. It, it, it's uh, been recorded back to 221 BC is when it is reported to be first made or consumed. That's obviously a very, very long time ago. Um, there is, in addition, have been different reports of where it originated. Um, some people mentioned or, or believe that it is originated in China or originated in Japan or originated in um, even Russia. So it, it, there's a lot of different theories of how it first Nobody really knows where it originated? No, they don't because it's, it's ah. a natural probiotic, and so it didn't originate in a grocery store. No, I didn't <laughs> you know, mean it, that. It, I didn't mean that. I, thought it, I always thought, from what I've read, it originated several thousand years ago in China. That is that is one of the main theories, but there are other theories, and again, there has been no concrete evidence that oh. kind of points to one origin to be more um, believable or, or valid than the other. Huh. Um, but the one, but the one that you're okay. mentioning is the most popular theory. Okay. Uh, regardless, I mean, all the kombucha, as you know, is a fermented food, and fermented foods have been used for thousands of years in ancient civilizations. Now, when you because, say fermented food. Isn't it fermented tea? It is. It's, it's, to simplify um, or, or summarize the way kombucha is made is if you think a lot like uh, you think a lot of yogurt, how yogurt is cultured dairy, that you start off with the, the dairy and you you add these active cultures to it, which also can be called probiotics, and they culture the dairy for a certain period of time. And then the end result, you have kind of this completely different product that... Um, has nutritional value and benefits to it that the dairy did not have initially. But now, but so, what is the what is the main recipe to what you? Isn't it from a, a tea? You start yes. out with a tea. Yeah, it starts off with an organic green and or okay, black tea. Okay. And it's and it's cultured. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot like yogurt's cultured, where you start off with the tea medium. 
Okay. And then you add these active cultures to what we call a kombucha culture, which is, as I described earlier, looks a lot like a plant because, you know, a lot of times people think of probiotics and microorganisms to be microscopic, and they are, but sometimes when they kind of join forces, if you will, Mm -hmm. they actually start to create an actual matter. So Mm -hmm. the, the kombucha culture looks a little bit, and that's why some people call it a mushroom, which is not correct because it doesn't possess any mushroom qualities at all. But the reason why they say that is that it looks a lot like a, pro, uh, a portobello mushroom. So, so it's round. Kind of, does it have a yeast in it? It has a beneficial yeast called S. boulardii. Okay, and like, is that yeast, when it go, begins to do that fermentation, does that cause a kind of like a, 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 a mushroom, not a mushroomy, but, a, but a kind of a, uh, what would you call that? Would you, does it raise to the top and, and well, no, I mean it's a, it's a lot like an apple cider vinegar. Well, there we go. And okay. so apple cider vinegar is also another fermented food that's been used for a very, very long time to promote wellness, to detoxify, to promote alkalinity, to cleanse the liver. Mm-hmm. So kombucha is, is essentially like a cousin to apple cider vinegar. Okay. Um, it, it, instead of it being in an apple juice medium, it's in an organic tea medium, which tea in, in itself has health benefits, the mm-hmm. polyphenols, the antioxidants, all of that. Um, but like in the yogurt um, analogy that I was giving, when the kombucha culture ferments the organic tea, it completely transforms what that organic tea started off as. Mm-hmm. So the end result is nowhere near what that tea was le- was like in the initial. No, no, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's an effervescence to it. It's tart and tangy. So that's the flavor profile that's changed. But as far as the chemistry, there's enzymes, probiotics, organic acids, B vitamins, all naturally created. So when consumed, kombucha assimilates very nicely with the body. It doesn't, it's not a supplement or anything where you have to be concerned about dosages. In addition, because it's all natural and all these nutrients are naturally created, it helps promote the balance. And this balance, which, of course, I don't have to tell you, you this, <clears throat> excuse me, but the balance is so important to prevent and fight off illness, ailments, anything that, that causes discomfort or compromises the, the body's wellness. Um, just like you were saying earlier with the power of water, water is so important because it helps promote and maintain that balance that we all need to have and live healthy lives. You know, GT, thank you for bringing that up. Can you imagine, uh, we'll get off the subject just for a second, though. Can you imagine what is going on out there in our world and they're worried about windmills and they're putting billions of dollars into solar systems and all these save the gas and, and uh, have electric cars, but, and they're putting billions and billions and billions of dollars and not putting billions into making sure this planet Earth always has fresh, clean, safe water to drink? It's absurd. It really is. It, I mean, it's not even. It, it, there's not even excusable how how absolutely ignorant these people are, and we put them in these positions. And that's why when I they said years ago, if I wanted my own radio show, and I said if I, I'll call it the Power of Water. And at yeah. first, I thought people probably think I'm a very boring person, but I didn't care because it will water, and it's like your kombucha it takes water. Any everything and every anything takes water from the beginning to go and and agriculture, the food to grow. You as a person, you're made up of water. And when exactly. you're when a person has a disease, it's because a dehydration happened in your body and something wasn't right with the water. And Absolutely. GP, I had a Nobel Prize winner on here 
from Switzerland, and he was saying, Sharon, he said, you will not believe this. It took 25 years, 20 doctors, multi-millions for me to get this prize to prove there was water in, in, in the cell call, in the molecule, water. Yeah. And make sure that it was always going to be that way long enough before he died. And uh, But back now to um, kombucha. Now, the kombucha, the recipe of a kombucha so far back, did you ever run into what they did to accidentally come up with, come up with this recipe so far long ago to be able to do that? Because they, ha- they didn't have what you have available to brew this or whatever you want to call it. How do you, did they ever give you how they did it from the, so long ago? And did they put it in a pan and, and did, or they put it in the sun and let it for, do it in the sun with water? What, how did they, how did they figure out how to do it? You know, honestly, I, I, my personal belief is, is very similar to what the beliefs are for how kefir started. Kefir was somebody was traveling with, with a bottle of milk kind of a, under their satchel or whatever as they mm-hmm. were uh, a horseback riding or whatever. And, and through the warmth and the, the certain amount of temperature and climate that that bottle was kept in, it started to ferment and, and a culture formed. And then they mm-hmm. took what was in that bottle and put it in another bottle and saw what it would do. And they saw that it would grow and it would reproduce and they could replicate what occurred. So with kombucha, I personally believe that the culture itself had to be discovered in a body of water. Um, it had to be discovered in like a lake or some kind of somewhat tranquil um, water environment because that's the environment that the culture requires. And I believe that somebody found it in this lake or this body of water and took it and probably transported it to another body of water, whether that was a bowl of water that they had at home or whether that was mm-hmm. some kind of uh, tea medium that they had or something, and through kind of trial and error, and maybe they didn't even know that they were doing a trial, they discovered that when put in certain mediums, this culture thrived more than others. And now, so, do you think it's possible, let's have fun for a second, do you think, you know, I read back and yeah, we've had, um, we've gone that back thousands of years with, with the origination of tea, and I've had the E2N company on uh, from Japan. We talked tea, and I brought in other companies about tea. And the first person who ever, so far back, uh, it's been thought that they ran into this leaf, and they found that this leaf, they, they liked to brew things in those days. In other words, they liked to figure out what to do, and they took this leaf, and they found out, oh, my gosh, this is, this is good. I like this. And they would boil it and then put it in the leaf, and, and they began what's called, invention of the word tea and I look at words as an invention too but then can you imagine maybe somebody had brewed some tea but left it sitting there for a long period of time and then they noticed it was doing something yes absolutely I definitely believe that somebody essentially stumbled upon it um, as most beautiful things well, and that way. it takes people like you and I we're both in curious people yes. And so people who stumble onto things is like what I do with my inventions and what I do, what you're doing. Um, People wonder, you know, is this lady kind of crazy or something? No, I find things very fascinating. And But I believe that because I don't think I know enough, I'm always intrigued by what I see, what I'm learning, where I'm going with it. And then I stumble into things only because I'm already curious. 
like you did with what you're doing. So with inventing who way back in time, whoever stumbled into this maybe being what they ended up calling it, kombucha, how old do you think the word kombucha is? Gosh, I would say it, it, at least hundreds of years, if not thousands. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, cause, and that's the interesting part because, uh, just like we were dis- discussing earlier, is kombucha is, to, is believed to have originated in China, but the word kombucha is actually Japanese. Okay. And so kom- kombu means seaweed. Uh-huh. Cha means tea. And so they were calling it seaweed tea, I believe, because... Of the uh, um, of the uncertainty of what the culture was, and because it kind of floats in the tea like seaweed does in the ocean, they uh-huh. nicknamed it that because they had nothing else to call it. But that's what's so interesting. How and it's a beautiful thing. How they, like as we were discussing earlier, is people stumble upon these things, and it takes the right person who has that that right amount of curiosity. Curiosity. And passion. Yeah. Now and you passion. know, I have ran into. I have to go look into this, and I'll get back to you, but. I have to tell you, I think I ran into some people from Japan that told me, oh, my Sharon, kombucha's from Japan, and I'm going, no, come on, in my head. And I was thinking of China. But now that you've told me that this is an original word from Japan, I'll bet you it could have been the Japanese or the ones who stumbled onto this recipe even though maybe in China they'd already been doing it, but took it for granted. Right. Well, it could be. I mean, I've heard that there is an actual kombucha, which is used, which is a truly seaweed tea. So depending on who you were speaking with, if you were holding up, if you're holding up a bottle of our product or you serve them that, maybe they, if they said, oh, we've had this before and we called it kombucha in Japan, then that's one thing. But if, they, if you just were merely talking to them and mentioned kombucha, they would think that you were referencing something else. Because okay. in addition, in, in Russia, there's something called kvass, which is a, a yeasty beverage. And kombucha in Russia was called tea kvass. But a lot of times people drop the T part and they just call it kvass. So if you go now, how do you somebody, spell kvass? Kvass is K V, as in Victor A S S. K V A S S. Yes. Kvass. And if you talk to somebody that's you know um, originally from Russia or has you know still uh, familiar with that culture, they'll say, "Oh my gosh, my my grandmother was making this, and it's called kvass." Well, you have to when they say that, you have to dig a little deeper because. Sometimes they are referencing kombucha, but sometimes they're referencing something else. So that's what I've learned is that there's, that's why when we were discussing earlier, there's so many different theories of how kombucha originated because sometimes people get their information crossed. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. Oh, it is so fascinating. And, and the thing about it is, it's, I think, um, I could be wrong, but I think in time, uh, you'll grow into your markets and then uh, we'll go in someplace and here it is on tap. I mean, I really believe that's going to happen. Uh, I know here in Grants Pass, and I'm going to tell you this again, Dave, at the farmer's market, they cannot keep it on the shelf. Well, I'm going to get on this here. You sure better, that they, because they I'll go in supply. there and they'll, they'll hide it in the back so when I come in. <laughs> and uh, so I, I have, I've gotten people to find out. Now, a lot of will go over to Synergy. We have a lot of people, because you started Synergy, which is a, a, tell them the difference between your kombucha on the bottle and the Synergy, which is kombucha. What's the difference between the two? 
Well, to, to, be, to be quite honest with you, there really is no significant difference. However, the reason why Synergy came to be is that when I first started my company, I was 15 years old. I, you know, didn't have any background in business, marketing, or anything like that. And my first product clearly was called kombucha. That's it. And that's all. And I only had one flavor. It was 100% kombucha. That's all. Now, so is that, I, now which one am I? Okay. In, in the original one, is that, is that the one on the front that says original? Yes. Okay. Now, the number nine. You have a number nine. And that's close yes. to your original. Is that the next step? It is. Well, to, to give you the kind of the, the, the sequence of the flavor creations, the first one was original. The second one was citrus. The third one was gingerade. And that is the one that I noticed that if you pair kombucha up with really interesting flavor profiles and really interesting ingredients, you create this synergy. And the true definition of synergy is when two things work better together than they do apart. And that's why I created Synergy, because what I noticed is that a lot of my friends who, mind you, were very young, because they were all my peers and I was only, I was barely in my teenage years, when I tried to get them to drink kombucha, the pure, original kombucha, they were turned off. They didn't yeah, like they the thought, color. That's yeah, kind they of did, vinegary they, exactly, or something. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't yeah. like the color. They didn't like the flavor. They were completely turned off. However, if I added just a little bit of cranberry or a little bit of ginger or a little bit of strawberry, it they did a 180. And they yes, were, right. They I've had that happen, it. too, when they've changed to some of those flavors, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I noticed. I, said, well, I thought to myself, wow, if I just take a little bit of fruit juice, ginger juice, what have you, not just enough to give it a little bit of a flavor twist, but not diluting it in any way, mm-hmm. I can completely have these people turned on to it. Right. And that's when the synergy was born. The okay. name synergy came up came to be just because the way I described it is the way my perception was of the pairing of these ingredients, it was a synergy. Also, I noticed that when, and this is, again, almost 18 years ago, so the health food market, the health food consciousness was, was very, very different than it, than it is today. People were way more advanced, way more sophisticated than they were back then. I mean, tofu and soy milk was the best of people. <laughs> well, hey, that wait a minute. Healthy. When I started studying years ago to do what I do with handheld water being a do- dose amount to supplement dehydration and humidify the body from the outside and do what I did, I'll tell you, when I started studying, people were, even health food stores were almost like, oh, that's funny, that's voodoo, going to a health food store. You know, it's really funny what happened. I launched my product right in the drugstore department. And, uh, but the thing it is, is I was the first person to ever have the, the confidence and understanding and knowledge to be able to take 100% water. This is for the eyes to be missing because the surface of the eyes, by the way, GT, is 99% water. Can yeah. you imagine when the eye drop touches the water? So I landed right in the drugstore, right in front of the prescriptions, and people were shocked I didn't go to a health food store first because they thought, oh, everything is natural, 100% natural, and yet they were still looking. But in the last just few years, GT, all of a sudden, people are almost like, you're not fashionable if you're not eating right. You're not fashionable if you don't know what kombucha is. You don't know what you know. Where have you been? It's so interesting. Yeah, whereas 10 years ago, you, you and I are paying our dues. Yeah, 
Ten years ago, they, they looked at us like your head was on backwards. <gasps> yeah, I'm it's a really lot older than you. I'm <laughs> 70. You're just a young kid. <laughs> They've got to hurry up and get there before I'm 100 years old, GT. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I had some cocky character say to me, Sharon, you're not far from 80. Do you think people are going to understand by the time you're 80? I said, they, come on, they already understand. <laughs> <laughs> And I really didn't appreciate it, GT. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't appreciate it either. I mean, people they looked at me like I was crazy. They looked at me like I was trying trying to sell some kind of poison. Well, they were or no, sick. just sell air. Yeah. <laughs> but back to kombucha. Uh, uh, kombucha is a, a, a product that is exciting, and and uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back here in a second. And then we're going to dive into what what is happening with it and where you and I think this is going to go because we just mentioned this whole society, our culture is changing. We like our lives. But uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to take a moment and we'll be right back. Sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash world talk radio or search for us at keyword world talk radio. Discover the secret of nature's tears eye mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure all natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, we learned. Now, you and I have paid our dues. Yes. And, uh, and, and, um, uh, I know I'm going to learn to be, I'm going to live to be 180, so I'm okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of water and kombucha, right? And eat the right food. But back to uh, kombucha. What do you think the future of kombucha? You know, we're looking at the obvious. You've got kombucha, you've got synergy, you've got other kombuchas out there that people are trying to get in it. Absolutely. And uh, you obviously got it going. Uh, you're the forerunner. But where do you think it's going to go? Because it's not everywhere yet. What, what, what are you doing out there with your marketing? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Because I started my company so young, and because I didn't start with a background of business or marketing or entrepreneurship or anything like that, I started from a place of love and pure intentions and a passion to spread what I felt was a gift that had blessed my mom's life by by helping her with her health and blessed my life by 
keeping my mom alive. And that mission, that objective remains to be true today. We, we clearly were a business. Businesses thrive on success, on financial success, but that is not the driving force to what we do. So to answer your question, kombucha to me is not a product. Kombucha to me is a representative of a lifestyle. It speaks to people who are willing to listen, who, who are curious to understand how they can make their lives better and their bodies healthier. And so I, my personal belief is that if you look at other similar foods, whether that's yogurt, whether that's kefir, whether that's tofu, whether that's um, uh, tempeh, um, sauerkraut, kimchi, these are all unique foods. What they have in common is they're all fermented and they have been done and consumed for centuries. And kombucha is part of that family. And what kombucha represents is is eating your food or drinking your food as close to its original source as possible and eliminating any kind of refining, processing, pasteurization, preservatives, or anything that compromises the integrity of that food. And that's what's so beautiful about kombucha is it is a raw living food. And when people understand that and when they start to drink it and they notice the health benefits and they ask themselves, why is this fermented tea making me feel good? And they understand... In fact, I'll stop you for a second there. That is exactly what people have been saying. Um, and I can say as a testimonial, uh, I sit at a desk all day and uh, doing what I do. And uh, when I get up, in, in the, before I started kombucha, I get up a little stiff. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I can go out and walk forever and never get tired. Uh, there's things I can do. Now, do I get tired by the end of the day mentally because of my job? Yes, of course. I'm ready to yeah. go to bed and I learned how to sleep well. Uh, and probably the kombucha is helping that sleep too. But back to um, the testimonial of people knowing that there's something here and in it and people wonder why is this working? Well, if they drank a lot of good water and they drank a kombucha and they eat the right food, they'd be shocked at the, what they, the diseases they can fight and, and the mental stress that they can battle. There's things they can do. And I've said to people, I said to somebody this morning, also, GT, isn't it fun to get up in the morning and put your feet on the ground and begin a Health Olympics day? Go ahead about your life the way you do, your job, everything you do, but start, do every day the Health Olympics. It's Absolutely. It's gift of our freedom in living in a society and a culture of people. We get these freedoms to decide what is right and what is wrong and be healthy. Exactly. And so that's my point, is that when people consume, whether it's pure, pure healthy water or kombucha, and they start to notice the difference, and they like what they're seeing, and they like what they're feeling, they naturally say, I want more. I want to feel like this more often, and I want to learn why I feel this way. And so, for instance, with, with the power of water, if people understand and, and start to realize the benefits of it, they'll go, all right, well, I need to consume more water, so... That's why maybe fruits and vegetables are so important, because in addition to being natural, what's the number one ingredient in fruits and vegetables? Water. So that's where, what I'm getting at, is that kombucha, it, it, it is, like water, a represent, is representative of a healthy way of living. Um, we like to say here that 
foods like kombucha open up your third eye, if you will, because it, it, yeah. it, it kind of opens up your awareness to what's right in front of us. Right. Eating healthy and being healthy is not that difficult. And it's I'll not add expensive. It water is just plain water, and kombucha is another kind of food. And exactly. the, kombu- the food that you're offering for, the, the, to, to, for lives out there to make a better life for them. And you have on each of your containers, I almost forgot to bring it up, these little quotes. Yes. What's one of your favorite quotes? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, there's one that my mother actually uh, contributed. It's on our ginger aid right now. And, um, I, oh, gosh, I don't even, you should know it by heart, but it's like, um, start your day with love, fill your day with love, end your day with love. This is the way to enlightenment. And yeah. it's, such a, it's such a simple quote. Yeah. And if you look at it, it really is true that, that to, to achieve happiness, to achieve the, the self-realization that I think we are all striving for, whether we know it or not, is really right underneath our noses. You spread love, you get love. You, you eat good food, you feel good. It's, it's not that It's contagious. Exactly. It's fun. Yeah. And, yeah, and so it's kind of like I, I have that little thing. I call it all of us should want to be in the health Olympics. I mean, <laughs> it's such a simple, and it's not expensive. It's not expensive. It's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. In addition to feeling great, you look great. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to look great? I mean, you're, you're a case in point of that. You're 70, and, and that's honestly news to me. You sound like you're barely in your 40s. So you, 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 have, you embody what... What, what I am trying to do with my products, and I, I salute you at, uh, with that. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I believe the future of kombucha is. It, it's really, we want to see it available. Now, everywhere. in the markets of kombucha, now, I've got a complaint. <laughs> okay. I had to travel back east recently, and, uh, um, I, you know, you can't take through security kombucha. Right. So, and uh, I thought about shipping it to the hotel, and I didn't. So I thought, you know... I'm going to get behind security, and I'm going to see if these people are really up to times, and is there kombucha anywhere? I couldn't find it anywhere. (laughs) So then I went to New Jersey. We always stay in Hilton's. And I went to, when I got to the Hilton, I said, do you know where I could find some kombucha? And they said, oh. And, oh, recently I was in San Francisco for another business trip with a major big cosmetic company out of Japan, by the way. And they were saying, I said, do you know where I can find kombucha? Because I was staying in China. Oh, they said, it's all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but you don't have it in airports yet, GP. We don't have it in airports. We're, we're trying for that. I mean, we are a small company, and we never want to force our growth too much to the point where it, it may com- compromise our quality. So, we, we, like I said earlier, this is a labor of love. This is not something that we're looking to profit off of or become millionaires overnight. But the goal is to have our products well, uh, available I to, to anybody and everybody. Because then you'll have it spread out farther. <laughs> but I yes. do believe that you're right. I've always said to everybody, and I tried telling uh, my company and a couple of my doctors and my husband, let's don't do that product yet. We're not ready. And they went ahead and did it, and they found out it's a fabulous product. We started another product and they started it too soon. It is unbelievably in demand. And when you get that far out there and then all of a sudden you have a tug of war of going uh, at your company. And uh, I think it's smart not to expand until you're ready. 
Uh, you've got fr- uh, several flavors now. You've got Synergy, Kombucha, and I agree with you because I don't want you to go out of business. <laughs> well, thank you. And neither do I. And I never, I never ever want to do anything that would ever compromise the integrity or the quality of our products. And no. that's why we, no. we've turned down growth. We've turned down opportunities, not because we don't want them, but because it's just not, we're not ready. We, we don't like to skip steps. We don't want to ever cut corners. And so that's why you're not finding us everywhere. However, the good news is today you can find us in like 10 times the amount of stores and locations that you could two years mm-hmm. ago. So if you go to, and of course it's it, it very case by case, you find us everywhere in New York, but you go to you know, Nebraska or, uh, or Omaha, you won't find us in as many locations. Because no, you are all over Manhattan. We are all over Manhattan. Are you in the, whole, of- are you in the whole food stores yet? Oh, of course, yes. Uh-huh. We're all, all, we, Whole Foods, because of the phenomenon of their stores. And I'll remember how, that, because when I travel um, and I'll, I can make sure the hotel lets me know where the closest Whole Foods store or which, you know, cause especially that one, because uh, maybe a lot, some of the other natural food stores are not. Um, but in fact, in Manhattan, if we stay at the Hilton, we've got Whole Foods stores down at Times Square, which is like three blocks away from me. Exactly. So you're guaranteed to find it there. But in addition, this is what's so interesting, is it, as you know, they have these things called bodegas, which are in New York and Manhattan, which are basically all little corner stores. And oh, right. it's, amaz- it's amazing that you can go to those stores, and they're not health food stores per se. You, you, you'll find Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all these different products in those stores, but you will find our products, which all I... Right. Am- I can't tell you how thrilled I am to, to see and hear that because that's what our goal is. We want it to be available to anyone and everyone, regardless of income status, demographic, geographical location. We want it to be available just like good, clean water should be available yeah, to everybody. Yeah, GT, what it is, too, is now I don't, I've never drank soda anyway. I drink jasmine green tea. I have a particular brand that I can take that with me. And now that I, I know what kombucha is doing for my health, and I'm convinced it's doing it for my health, I didn't talk myself into it. I know it is. That, but I want to be able to have it as if when I travel for a couple of days at a time or a week at a time. I yes. know the difference. And so uh, and when you start do, taking something that you, it's, you feel good about it, healthy about it, and you can't take it through security. So you, yeah. you, and either that or you ship it in and it makes it so darn expensive but, yeah. uh, to get it there. But um, back to now, um, back to the future of airline travel uh, and all that is something uh, that maybe some distributor, but like you said, uh, you've already dist- you're distributing wider than you were the last time I think we talked. I think yes. we talked about two years ago maybe. And, uh, and you don't want to grow your business uh, beyond which you know, airports, when they start carrying it, that's another, that's another market that you have to worry about, take care of and babysit with, and I know what that means. So. Absolutely. And so, like, for instance, the next step is uh, we're proud to say that you can now find our products in uh, Safeway stores, which Safeway is Vons, uh, Pavilions. Um, you can even find it in some Albertsons. And so these, these are conventional stores, and, and these are stores that... Fred Myers, Fred Myers of, uh, out Fred, of Oregon. Fred and Meyer, Washington. exactly. So these are stores that five years ago I would never think that our products would be found there or do well because, you know, five, ten years ago the consciousness was very different. You had your specific healthy stores, and then you had your specific uh, conventional grocery stores. Now there's a lot more overlapping. And, and 
thankfully, because of that, you can find products like ours are more readily available, regardless of where you're at, whether you're in, again, San Francisco or whether you're in Fresno. So, um, now, before we so, yeah. forget, you started another one that I almost forgot to ask you about today, the chai one. Oh, you mean the chia? Oh, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, chia. Chia. It's, chia. Yeah, chia is so fascinating. Now, I've tell the audience about chia. Okay. Well, just to, to help people identify with chia really quickly, and even though this is not my favorite way to describe it, is if you think of the chia pet, the, the little like clay, uh, I think they were like horses or goats, but back in, I don't know, the 80s, if you put these seeds in it and watered it, it sprouted like these, uh, these, these green hairs that people thought were very funny and interesting. Well, that very same seed, the chia seed, is very much like a flax seed. However, the benefit of the chia seed is it's, it's now been classified as a superfood. And the reason for that is it has multiple times more nutrient value of antioxidants, omega-3s, fiber, protein. And in addition to that, when you consume the chia seed, whether you consume it in a, in a milled form, which is like a powder, or when oh, well, you... It comes, and it comes out of the, your container, your bottle, almost kind of a little thick. Yes, so that's the beauty of it. So chia for the longest time has been kind of a secret among the running, the, the marathon community. Individuals who do, do marathons and run a lot, they need sustained energy, but they can't, you know, sit down and have a, a full, meal, full meal or load up on carbohydrates, but they need that energy. So what they were doing is they were um, getting these chia seeds, which will look a lot like flax seeds, and they're adding them to water, and then they hydrate, and they, they um, form kind of like a gelatinous uh, texture. And so what they would do is they would create this chia kind of gel, and they would drink it little by little, and they would notice that it took very little chia to give them a lot of energy. So they nicknamed chia the runner's food. And so I've now I'm going to back you up for a second. When you said they take a little bit, so you, and you just pour a little bit out at a time. You don't drink it up all at once. You just pour it out a little bit at a time in, in a certain amount. Well, no. When I said a little bit, I meant like a tablespoon or two. Oh. The, what happens is when you add it to water, it swells. So in one bottle of our um, kombucha chia is only two tablespoons. Wow. So it, and that's the beauty of it is it's very satisfying, but you're not ingesting a lot of food. You're not ingesting a lot of calories, but you are ingesting this, this life force, if you will, because these, especially with our products, they're raw chia seeds. So in addition to all the new nutritional value that comes from the chia seeds on their own, ours are completely unrefined or unprocessed. So you're, you have that okay. spark, that life force that we need in all the foods that we consume. And so when you drink it, you really do notice a difference. You notice if you're hungry, your appetite's gone. You notice if you were tired or kind of uh, in a slump, that is also gone. But not with that, but that doesn't involve any kind of caffeine or any kind of stimulant. It's all just, again... Now, I'm going to back you up for a second because I think I heard you say something that I had no idea. So with the chia one, mm-hmm. you, you only take a teaspoon at a time? No. So with the chia seeds, if, so if you were going to take chia seeds on their own, Okay. And if you wanted to know, and they're in their dry state, and you want to know how much chia seeds should I put in my oatmeal, in my smoothie, whatever, the recommended amount is one to two tablespoons. Okay, thank you. But inside of your chia tea, the bottle, the person, because it comes out kind of thickish, uh, a little heavier, 
quite yeah, a headache. It's, it's very unique when you first try it. The, the, uh, my funnest thing is to watch people try it for the first time, not knowing what to expect, because the look on their face is complete shock. <laughs> they weren't yeah, right. prepared for the texture at all. Now, what is the shelf life of each of the uh, of kombucha? Um, we have two lines. Wax, well, we, in addition to the kombucha and the synergy, which are our two brands, we have two lines within each of those brands. And one is called Enlightened, which is the one you're probably very familiar with. And that one has a 45-day shelf life. And then we have our classic kombucha, which has about four to six months of a shelf life. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're made slightly different. They're very similar in the nutritional value and everything, but the classic has a fuller flavor and therefore um, can last longer on the shelf. But with the chia seeds, the chias are only available in the enlightened. And the reason for that is chias, like any raw food, are highly perishable. So they can only exist, in a, especially in a hydrated state um, and in their raw state in a ver- for a very short period of time. So that's why mm-hmm. those are, only have a 45-day shelf life. Okay. Okay. Wow. So what do, you th- do you like the chia? Can you give me your honest opinion I, you know, about I, that? I... Um... Yeah, I no, I can't say I did, but that's okay because see, I I have some other th- ones that I drink every day, and right. um, and I I just love them. Um, and I, your new lavender one, number three. Yes, the lavender number three is beautiful. And then over in Synergy, I love the ginger, but I wish you had it over in kombucha. I because I love the kombucha, uh, and I wish that was in like a ginger, uh, uh, a cayenne combination. And uh, see, I've, I've really, I, I'm really into this, Gigi. I mean, I really well, do like it. I like it very you know, much. And. Uh, Sharon, yeah, your prayers might be answered because in, in probably in the next three to six months, we are going to release a new flavor that will satisfy that request that you just made. So okay. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you and I are on the same page once again. Well, uh, what would you like? We have one minute left. Tell, tell our audience how to find you on the web. Okay. Well, you can find us at gtskombucha.com, and that's spelled G T S. K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A dot com. We also have SynergyDrinks.com, which sounds like it's spelled S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y-D-R-I-N-K-S dot com. You can find us on Facebook. It's GTS Synergy Kombucha. Um, you can find us on Twitter and all that fun stuff and Instagram. Um, we, you can, of course, email us. You can find um, our email on the label. It's basically info at drinks for life. Mm-hmm. or synergy at gtskombucha.com. And reach out to us if you have any questions, if anybody wants to know anything, whether they're someone who's actively drinking the kombucha and wants to learn more or somebody who's just hearing about it for the first time today on today's show, we're always happy to offer information. Well, thank you for joining us. Tell your mom hello, and hello. Uh, we wish you well. I know you're going to be a huge success. Oh, thank you, Sharon. God bless you. God bless you and your family. Hi. And everybody. Thank you. Okay. Thank have you a so nice much. day. Bye. Be you well. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wasn't that fun? Isn't he full? Uh, he's, he's got a lot of. Uh, GT has a passion that you'll find in uh, that it's so, so uh, to me so exciting here in the United States that 
um, that the passion that people can have about their products and what they've invented and what they're doing. Did you hear him say, it's not the money. It's, it's the commitment to get you what you, the healthy food and the education to go behind it and be the quality. And did you hear him say he's not going to expand it beyond what he can handle? Because he wants to be sure and satisfy those of you that know how to find it and not go to buy it and it's out and you can't find it. Well, I, I want to thank you for listening today. You know, this is the Power of Water Concentration Focus Show. And if you would get, join in with me and get a priority of looking at the water every day when it comes out of your faucet or the puddle that you're looking at or in your bathtub or your shower, uh, the agriculture, when you're going to the produce department thinking there would, no be, there would be no grocery store if there's no water, just remember, we've got to start getting a priority on this planet Earth together, a passion that it's the water, it's the water. And without the water, there is no life. And, of course, people will become afraid and angry and terrorism will be everywhere because people will be frightened to death. There will be a scarcity of water. And water today already is the most expensive commodity there is because there's only 3% fresh water on Earth and only 1% is usable. We want to thank you for listening, and I want you to embrace your life. It's your life. Embrace somebody else's too. But Earth Whispers... Don't forget to leave something behind that belongs to you to leave for the rest of us and everybody in the future. You have a nice day, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.